Hey Sotarians, I want to know more about you. Where are the areas of your life that you need the most help? Where are the areas of your life that you're struggling? But also on the flip side, where are the areas of your life that you are thriving and just absolutely killing it? Is it with your finances or your health and well-being, your career and mission, or even your beliefs and emotions? My goal is to help you improve on those areas. As you would know, it is my mission in life to lead people such as yourself towards finding empowerment, breaking through comfort zones, and taking your life to the next level and beyond. I am now taking on new clients for my high-performance life coaching services, and I would love for you to be involved. So if you want to be personally coached by me and take the seven pillars of mastery in your life to another level, those being health, emotions, relationships, time, career, finances, and contribution, then message me on Facebook or Instagram at Coach Tom Evans right now for your free initial consultation, or you can email me at the soda process at gmail.com that's the soda process at gmail.com to get started just mention high performance coaching in your message and we can get the ball rolling on our way to becoming state of the art this is wednesday wisdom with lauren quellhurst Welcome to the SOTA Process Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Evans, a high-performance mindset, life, and holistic health coach on a quest to help you find empowerment, break through comfort zones, and live your purpose. Every week, we bring to you a state-of-the-art person or idea that will help you to take massive action en route to your dreams. Thanks for tuning in today. Now let's define our greatness and be state-of-the-art. recording has started we are live <laughs> we are live for our wednesday wisdom and we have absolutely so many ideas about what we're going to talk about so i'm going to handball that to thomas what our wednesday wisdom is wednesday wisdom okay the thing that comes to mind is perhaps embracing change nice and also making the change when you don't feel in alignment with things, which is, I was thinking about this this morning, all the things that I've basically quit over the last three years. Mm. So I think about things that used to really light me up that I no longer felt aligned with, so I decided to quit them. So cricket being one of them. When I was um, growing up, the one thing I wanted to be was captain of the Australian cricket team that was my goal and dream and I got to 18 and realized that I wasn't getting picked in things and started to lose the passion for it a bit because it was very much a significance driven um, goal of mine and then lost the passion for it and decided not to stick around and keep doing it just for the sake of it and quit it same with the old job I used to have at the chemist it would you know make me yeah we're just bring up a lot of negative emotions in myself, which I know I'm in control of at the end of the day, um, but I just didn't feel aligned with it, so I quit that. I even handed in my resignation for personal training um, yesterday because, again, that's something I don't feel aligned with anymore and, you know, it's something I could keep doing. I don't hate it and it doesn't, you know, I don't 
wake up feeling sick or with anxiety and stuff like that. It's more so I just don't feel aligned with it. So for me, it's like, why would I bother flogging a dead horse and mm. um, keep doing something I'm not aligned with, whereas I can change it, which obviously has a big element of risk involved with it. But because I'm more aligned, things are going to align and I'm going to be able to move forward at a pace I haven't been before because I've been held back by the lack of alignment. So I think, yeah, people shouldn't be afraid to make a change, even if it is a big change into uncertainty and risk and the unknown, because you'll find yourself in that alignment. And that's, I know in the past when I've made those big calls, that's really helped me. And I've, um, yeah, found myself again, or quitting uni is another one. Yeah. I quit uni last at the end of last year because, again, wasn't aligned with... At the time when I started uni, it was what I wanted to do and I was aligned with that, but my life changed a lot and I changed a lot as a person and therefore it wasn't aligned with where I wanted to go anymore. So I was like, well, what's the point of continuing to do it? You know, I could and everyone's like, oh, just do it, just finish it. you got two years left, come out um, and, you know, you'll get your degree and I'm like, what for? Yeah. I'm not going to use that degree. And they're like, oh, you never know. I'm like, I do know. Yeah. I'm not going to use that degree. And if in five, six, seven years' time I change my mind, I can go back and do it again. <laughs> it's not like I'm never going to be accepted into it again. It's like if I change my mind, I go, actually, it is what I want to do. Yes, technically, I'd have to start again. But at the same time, if it's really what I want to do, then that's okay. And I think that matches up with the book we've both read recently, which is Business of the 21st Century. And when you hear a lot of people talking in that way, it's like those people exist in the employment and the um, the self-employed box where it's like the main value is safety, like safety and certainty. And, yeah. and it's a generational thing as well because back in the day, like I still know that um, both of our parents probably, even though they're awesome people, they still exist in um, believing that, well, you may as well hang on to that just in case. And it's like, well, no, not just in case. Like, we will make whatever we're doing work and embracing that change of moving into the uncertainty and the risk. And, and while it seems like, yeah, there might not be some grandiose plan, that is life in its essence of like being able to um, withstand change or move with the change, like you were saying, like you change. Mm. So you need to go like, what do I actually want now? What was I doing it for before? And does it still feel aligned with my purpose? And um, yeah, and I think it's uh, it's such a, such a cool progression because it shows you that you're not just doing it just because or just yeah. for ego or significance or whatever it might be because a lot of people hold on to that stuff yeah. and it's like another thing that I've changed I've changed where I, I've lived multiple chi- multiple times mm. I've lost a lot of friendships which I'm glad that I did lose because looking yeah. back they not that they were holding me back but they weren't serving me in terms of the person that I wanted to grow into and become yeah. you know I'm very glad that I had a fallout with them not that it was like messy or anything to an extent I mean they just didn't really want to speak to me I had no issues with them it was more they had issues with me wanting to spend less time with them so they kind of just um, I guess rejected me on that front but to be honest it was for the better and I'm glad that I didn't really make the effort to get back um, in touch with them because I know that it's not going to serve me with where I want to go and who I want to become and it's just not in alignment again and even you know the places where I was living 
it wasn't in alignment with my goals based on certain things around that. So it's just about, um, yeah, I, I feel like that's some, something where a lot of people will hold on to that for too long mm. um, and they'll go, oh, you know, it's not it's not killing me, so I'll just stick it out and, you know, it's good enough kind of thing. Whereas, you know, my mission in life is to empower people to go, no, fuck that. Let's mm. go above and beyond what we thought was possible for ourselves. Let's not settle with good enough. Let's strive to be the greatest we can possibly be and not just reach our potential, but eclipse it. So it's like, for me, when I see someone that just settles and goes, oh, you know, it's good enough. I'm happy with the way things are going. It's like, no, let's yeah. let's go above and beyond this. Don't settle. If, if you're not in alignment, find a way to become aligned. Even if you lose a friendship, even if you lose a job or something like that, it's actually for the better. You might think it's for the worse and you might take a massive financial hit, but you never know in two years' time you could be earning a million dollars a year mm. because you're doing something you're fully aligned with even though you were broke. And that's, again, what Robert Kiyosaki talks about in that book you mentioned yeah. is that he was, him and his partner were living out of their car. Four years later, they were earning millions of dollars a year well, from their financially business. Financially free, like because they had a vision in mind and they weren't listening to the people, I guess, who they didn't look up to where they wanted to go in life. So it's like if you're looking up to people who aren't really mm. going where you're wanting to go, but you're still hanging around them, you're probably not going to achieve what you want to achieve in that regard, like whether it's financially or in relationships or a career or whatever it might be. And they refused um, to get a part-time job because they were like, it's not aligned with what yeah. we want to do. Like they could have got a job and not have to live out of their car and be homeless. Yeah. But they were like, it's not in alignment. So... Not and gonna lie, I did think. So, Tom, should we be living out of our car? Right it was a thought that crossed my mind too, and I was probably like, "Look, to be honest, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a part-time job." Yeah. <laughs> but um, because yeah. also in that podcast that um, I don't know if you've listened to it yet, but the one that Chap sent us, there's one guy that goes, "Fuck camping. Camping is just like basically where you pay to be homeless." <laughs> Amazing, but I love camping. I don't. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> so that's where I'm just like, no, let's not be homeless. <laughs> I reckon I'd be good at being homeless, to be honest. I feel like I just people already look at me and like, are you alright? Um, <laughs> look, it's it's humbling. <laughs> but like in the small things of letting yeah. things go, like um, an example of what Tom and I did this morning was clothes that we don't wear. We put, you know, we put them in a bag and it wasn't just like, oh, I don't really wear them, but I'll hang on to them for the rest of my life just in case. It's like, get rid of them because, and this is like old beliefs. This is friendships. That's and, why I had them for so long. Yeah. And it's like, you never know clinging. when you'll need them. It's like, I've right. worn this shirt once. And once you let them go, it creates space for whatever else you're wanting to bring in or whatever other intention more Nike, yeah for sure me is just like more men's shirts <laughs> actually you should have given me your clothes oh, rats um there are only basketball singlets that's all right perfect um uh, but yeah it's you know if it is something that is quite new to you there's going to be different personalities that need more radical change it's going to be people who need to take it slow like i think something that we talk about with the team a lot as well is like because it's we're in it for the long game it's okay to make those small changes like to 
make that one percent difference every day because then if you do that it's the infinite game yeah like what simon Sinek talks about it's not about winning in the short term you know like he uses apple versus um what company was it I, I think it was like ibm or something like that and he goes like um oh who was it no it wasn't i know it was the i forget who it was but there was a company that brought out an iPod basically before Apple brought out an iPod and no actually it was just after Apple had brought out the iPod and they brought out this state-of-the-art one that was way better like yeah. just yeah like yeah, everything about Sony, it was there's something like that I don't think it was Sony but yeah there was a company that brought out a product that was way better than Apple's iPod yeah. and Simon went to the um the conference about this and they gave him a free one and at their conference, they were just like, this is how we're going to beat Apple. This is how we're going to beat mm. them in sales. This is how we're going to, you know, the market share. We're going to win the market share. And, you know, they gave him the product to try and he was like, wow, this is awesome. And then he went to the Apple conference about their new um, iPod and they were just talking about the next iPod. So they were saying like, this is our current one, but the next one, this is our vision. This is our vision for the future. Our mm. vision is that everyone will have music in the palm of their hand and it's going to be you know this yeah. quality and everything like that they didn't even talk about a different company yeah. and then simon they, again apple gave him a free one and simon said to one of the guys in the taxi ride back to the hotel he goes i gotta tell you man like your product sucks compared to this other company yeah. and all the guy said was i know yeah that's like right. he didn't say oh no really like tell me about it we need to change it he goes i know yeah because they're not, they don't care about the other companies. They just care about innovation and becoming better and just looking to the future and wanting to live out that vision rather than going, let's beat Apple, let's beat them in you know, market share and profit and revenue in short term. It's like Apple knows that if they're here for the long game, then they're going to be constantly improving. And even mm. Simon talks about... Um, him and this other author that used to have a bit of beef between them. Like every time Simon saw that this guy's books were doing better than him on the bestsellers, he'd get upset. Yeah. And then every time Simon's books were doing better, he'd get all happy and he'd be like, yes, I'm beating him. And, you know, he just wanted this guy out of the game completely. Like mm -hmm. he wanted him to, you know, completely lose so that, you know, he didn't have to think about him that, you know, take him out of the equation and life will be better. But he gets to, um, the point where he realizes, um, actually, by him being better, it makes me better. Yeah. And that's the infinite game. It's not about yeah. trying to beat him and the worse he does, the better. It's actually the better he does, the better it makes me. Yeah. And that's what a lot of other companies, even um, Ford as well, um, there was a time, must have been... I don't know, some sort of depression in the US where a lot of car companies were sort of about to go under yeah. and Ford came in and bailed them all out and said, let's collaborate and work together. We, you know, here's some of our money. I want to help you guys. And some of them rejected it, even though they were about to go out of business. They were like, no, we're not taking money from you. Mm. Like we don't need your help. And Ford's like, well, if you guys do this and become better, it's going to make us better. Yeah. Like even, um, not Henry Ford himself, but one of the CEOs later in Ford was driving around um, he wasn't even driving a Ford yeah. and everyone's like, you work, you're the CEO <laughs> of the company. How are you not driving one of their cars? And he goes, cause this one's better. Yeah. He goes, why would I drive an inferior car? This one's better. Yeah. And it's the CEO of that company. 
And he goes, by doing that, it made his production workers, like, and other people in the team work harder yeah. to make their cars better. And that point of what you were talking about before of, like, thinking always what the other person is doing, like, living in fear or living in comparison, um, and then even leading with ego versus mm. vision is always you're always like you're already losing in a sense like i don't like to say win or lose but it's like it's not going to be sustainable if you're operating from that space of yeah fear of comparison because it's not coming from your true inner purpose like it doesn't really matter when you get to that point of getting so clear of like this is my vision it doesn't matter who else is out there because that in itself is like scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset and that's um, it yeah and it's always just like i guess you could almost relate it back to sports in a sense where it's more of a finite game and you can win and lose but if we put it in perspective i would and i'm biased but i would honestly say the australian boomers are the favorites to win the gold medal at the olympics we i'm confident we'll beat team usa and we'll win the gold and i don't like i could be wrong but i don't think we've ever even medaled at the Olympics in basketball. If we have, it's only been a bronze. Mm. Um, maybe, I don't even think we've made a final. Um, but USA haven't sent their best side. Like some of their best players simply don't, and Australia doesn't have all of their best players as well. But at the same time, we don't have our best team. They don't have their best team by far. Like if they put their best team in, they would win, mm. hands down. But it's kind of like, even though we're a very good chance to win, to beat Team USA, assuming they get to the final as well. Um, even though we would win the gold medal for the first time in Australia's history and stuff, there's still that part of you that goes, we haven't beaten the best country in the world because they don't have their best players there. So it's mm. yes, it'd be an awesome win, but there's still that part of you that goes, I haven't beaten the best, really. And that's where it's like talking about surrounding yourself by others that are better than you, it makes you better. Definitely. If we were to play against Team USA's best side, even though we might not win the gold, it's going to make all of our Australian players better because they'd be coming up against the best going. Even if they get blown out of the water and completely flogged, you go and then go and review the game footage and go, all right, why did we get smashed? Yeah. Like, what happened here? Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm confident we'll win, which will be awesome. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know how the players feel, but I know deep down... America can put out a much better side than what they're putting out. But like the message in that too of what we're talking about on our Wednesday wisdom is like surround yourself in people with people or environments that are going to raise your standards and something that you always talk about Tom is like I aim to be not the smartest person in the room but the person who's willing to learn the most because if you're the smartest person in the room and you're leading everyone it's like well everyone's going to be relying off you and always looking up to you and it's like how do you actually grow from there who are mm -hmm. your mentors who are you expanding your knowledge with and getting challenged by and and that's what we aim to do with the people that we surround ourselves and it's not always comfortable it's not comfortable to change friendship groups it's not comfortable to you know not have as much contact with the people that we might have used to speak to but for us to get where we're wanting to go we need to hang out with people who have similar visions or who have achieved those visions and who can show us the blueprint or show us how they live their life so that we can go oh okay like that's yeah. how we do it and you know that's gonna 
make us better leaders for the ones of um, who are looking to where we want to go and it's this perpetual cycle and this is why we both love networking and um, and making that a real focus of where our vision is going in the future um, so even yeah. Tom Bilyeu as an example for those that know Tom Bilyeu's story basically he was quite insecure and not happy with the person he was so at a point in his life he was applying for jobs with an awesome resume just so the job interviewer would be like, you're way too smart for this job. You're way too good for this job. Because he didn't want to surround himself by people that were better than him because it made him feel bad about himself to an extent. Yeah. Like, he was just insecure. So he would only apply for jobs that he knew he could get because he was by far the best candidate. Yeah. So people, you know, like, it'd just be like a supermarket and the, the person interviewing him would be like, wow, like, you've got an awesome resume, you went to film school, you did, like, a thesis and everything like that. Why are you applying for this? Yeah. And then he got to a point where he goes, actually, this is not serving me. And he met these entrepreneurs. I'm pretty sure they were two Australian dudes, funnily enough. I'd love to know who they are. But, um, yeah, he met these two Australian dudes that wanted him to be a part of the company. Um, they had this massive... Um, building that they worked in that literally overlooked the ocean like every window was overlooking the ocean on on the edge of the water basically and Tom Billy was stuck in a computer room with no windows as the job mm. he just had basically a makeshift table that was like one of those sort of fold away plastic tables that you can go and buy at Bunnings or whatever in the computer room with all the cables and computers and stuff running he was working in there with no windows for the first few years of his job there and eventually he built himself up to be one of the partners of the company yeah. and then left the company and took those partners with him to found Quest, which became a billion dollar company. Yeah. So it's like surround yourself with the right people yeah. and you will flourish, even if they're way better than you and it makes you feel super insecure. You know, he could have looked at that and gone, man, this sucks. Like, you know. And give it time. Mm. Like you can't expect to go from wherever you're at now in your life to like billionaire tomorrow like unless some you get like you win the lottery but then again that's not the that's not exactly yeah wealth or like because yeah Robert Kiyosaki was talking about like well your wealth is me measured in time essentially for, for many people it's like if you've got a a thousand dollars in the bank and you're spending a hundred dollars a day then you've only got 10 days of wealth versus like living an abundance lifestyle and I just yeah it's like remember that that is the infinite game like Tom said it's the it's the long game it's not about just finishing something completing it then done oh, don't care about my team don't care about the people I've met just care that I'm rich and can look after myself it's like no like abundance for me is abundance in all areas of life like yeah. feeling freedom within my physical self mental emotional able to give back to other people um, and when you're able to give back, it means that you're living from a very abundant place, like within, and yeah, it's a cool place to be. Yeah. I reckon we might leave it there, and um. Yep. Sounds good to that me. That is our Wednesday wisdom for you, folks, and we shall see you next Wednesday, and hopefully it will be together again. It's nice to be in person with you. Yeah. <laughs>
Now, just quickly before you leave, please head over and subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll know exactly when the next episode is out so you never miss a beat. And also make sure you head over and give the podcast a review as well. That's going to help us to grow and expand the show and get your feedback on exactly what you want to hear from us, what guests you want us to get on, and how we can improve the overall listening experience for yourself. Now, if you took some value from this episode, please make sure you take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag myself at Coach Tom Evans and at The Soda Process so that we know you're listening and can get some instant feedback from the show. Also, while you're there, be sure to check out the awesome show notes we have down below. We've got a couple of different partners that are offering some awesome discounts on some products specifically for you as a listener of the podcast. All right, guys, you know what to do. It's time to get out there, define your greatness and be state of the art. Esoterians, do you want more money? Sounds like a dumb question because the answer is an obvious yes. We all want to be earning more, but for a lot of us, we don't know how to do it other than working long hours and spending less money. And that doesn't really sound all that enticing, does it? But what if we could make money while we sleep? One of the best ways to do so is through investing. And one of my close friends has created a course that will teach you everything you need to know about investing. This is the fundamental investing course, and I honestly believe this is one of the most important tools you can get yourself. Speaking of investments, we all know that an investment in yourself is one of the best investments you'll ever make. And this course, Sotarians, is an investment for your financial future. By purchasing the fundamental investing course, you will receive your workbook, valuation spreadsheet, company research templates and checklists, access to the private Facebook community and live Q&As as well as a one hour Zoom call with the founder Josh himself, which all up is valued at over $4,000. But as a listener of this podcast, you will get all of this for $199. Yes, that's $199 at fundamentalinvestingcourse.com slash FIC special. This is your step-by-step guide to creating financial wealth and learning the fundamentals of value investing. Before going to Tony Robbins events, my old limiting belief was that investing was a place to lose money. But now, after listening to Tony and his team and learning from Josh directly, I know that investing is one of the most effective ways to make more money and achieve financial freedom. So head over to fundamentalinvestingcourse.com slash FIC special. That's fundamentalinvestingcourse.com slash FIC special to join the team of people on the path to financial freedom. The link is in the show notes, guys. Jump on it.